0: Welcome to the No Fungi, No Future podcast. In these episodes, we interview experts in the field to gain a deeper understanding of the magical and mysterious networks of mycelia that are all around us, to learn how they impact our lives and the planet. In this episode, we have the third part of our interview with Dr. Dennis Desjardins, who is Professor Emeritus at San Francisco State University. Dr. Desjardins has written a book entitled California Mushrooms, comprehensive identification guide, which is available on Amazon and is very highly rated. In this episode, we discussed whether cooking affects the nutritional and medicinal value of mushrooms, as well as how to identify edible mushrooms in the wild. Exactly. Awesome. And and let's say you wanted to try and get some of this good stuff, uh, you know, throwing in a lot of mushrooms in your own cooking, right? Would would cooking affect the um, the uh, these bioactive compounds
1: in any way? Okay. Um, well, you know, that's an interesting question. And, mm-hmm. and and so you can look at it as far as does, does cooking affect the nutritional value mm-hmm. as well as the medicinal value of them? Okay. I think that's kind of the overall question. Right, uh, right. Often when you cook, and if you're cooking in water or you're cooking in oil, mm-hmm. many of the minerals and the vitamins get either removed in that water that you're cooking in or get cooked into the oil and they're left behind in the pan and you have some some reduced amount of nutrition because of that. right? However, I will tell you there was an interesting study that was that was done in Japan uh, about five years ago or so, uh, where they asked that question, Mm -hmm. does cooking affect the nutritional value and uh, and the medicinal value of mushrooms? Mm-hmm. They actually tested this. So they cooked them a number of different ways. They they microwaved them, they grilled them, they fried them, they boiled them. Mm-hmm. And then they tested the, the nutritional value. So they looked at the ash, the protein, the antioxidants wow. and all that under all these different conditions in I think four different commonly eaten species. And then mm-hmm. came up with some results. And the mm-hmm. results are interesting. First of all, the way that I like to cook mushrooms and the way that most people cook mushrooms, which is to fry them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Is yeah. the worst way huh. <laughs> <laughs> is, <Sure. laughs> so so typically, you have the most loss in protein, the most uh-huh. loss in carbohydrates, and the most huh. loss in antioxidants by frying them. So oh. frying is probably not the not the best way if you want to retain all of the goodness of the mushrooms. right. Boiling causes a loss in antioxidants, but interestingly enough, it increases the level of beta glucans. By wow. boiling them, and apparently that, big, that many of these beta glucans are soluble in water, mm-hmm. and releases them and it un- unbinds them from some of the other components Dang. in there, makes them more available. Right. I would say you would probably want to be drinking the water that they're boiled in. So put them in <laughs> soup, in other words. Yeah, you know, exactly. You, right. you have all of it there. Yeah. Uh, microwaving and grilling mm-hmm. increases the amount of polyphenols that are in them, increases mm-hmm. the antioxidant activity, and does nothing to the protein level and and the other nutritional components in that. Wow. So apparently if you want to get the best value out of, of cooking mushrooms, either mm-hmm. microwaving them or grilling them would be the best way to do it. I must say though, that, they, that these people were not chefs. Uh-huh. These were scientists doing this <laughs> research. So they have nothing to do about texture or uh-huh. about flavor or anything else like that. I would never microwave a mushroom. That's I'm what sorry. I was thinking. That's surprising that but... yeah. It it yeah. was just terrible for texture, terrible for all of that kind of stuff. However, yeah. it does retain some of the some of the goodness of, of, of the mushroom, right? Now wow. grilling is, is I have no problem with grilling. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So uh so basically it appears that the method that you use to cook them can mm-hmm. have some impact on uh whether or not you lose the the bioactive compounds, whether you lose the nutritional compounds in them as well. Yeah. Interesting. So, okay. a, a long answer to your your. Yeah, that's
0: very helpful to know, and uh, <laughs> I I guess it, you know it sort of depends on if you really like one method of cooking, keep going with that, right? Yep. Um, th- this is a question. Sort of jumping back to you know, you talked about your your journey, and you said that in the you know your your grandparents were from I think Sweden, and that they picked their own. Switzerland. Mother- Switzerland. Sorry, Switzerland. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Um. So, kind of two questions there. One is if if people are going to you know, for wild mushrooms, how do they generally know which ones are beneficial and which ones are not beneficial? Is there kind of an easy way to know or is it? Yeah, the, the,
1: the easiest way to know is to buy my book. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you're in California, California yeah. mushrooms, and, and then it'll tell you how you learn to identify them. The only way you can tell whether a mushroom is edible or not is to learn how to accurately identify it to species And they have access to the literature that gives you some information about whether or not that specific species is edible or not. That's it. There is no quick and dirty fast way. I remember Uh there there used to be ways like if you uh, if you boiled your mushrooms with a silver spoon and the silver (laughs) spoon tarnished, then they were poisonous. Or if you boiled your mushrooms with rice and the rice turned red then they were poisonous. Well, the species that they did that research with had a, 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 yeah. a red water-soluble pigment, of course, and then it went into the rice and turned the rice red. And yeah, that worked there. But there's a hell of a lot of, of, of deadly poisonous mushrooms that would not uh, fulfill mm-hmm. either of those methods. There is no method. What okay. we can do is in the laboratory, we can test for the presence or absence of very specific toxins. Mm-hmm. And if, 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 if it registers positive, we can tell you that that toxin, that poison is present. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it is negative, we can say it is not present, but that doesn't mean that it's edible. That just right. means the toxin we tested for was present or absent. Right. Uh, many, probably most of the fungi that are considered uh, toxic cause gastrointestinal upset. And the compounds that cause gastrointestinal upset is a whole suite of different, different chemicals, many of which in, in which combinations we don't know very much about at all. We -hmm. just know that when humans eat them, they get indigestion, they get nausea Mm -hmm. and they get sick. And, and that's it. The information that we have for most fungi about whether they're edible or not comes from human consumption data. Okay. That's it. Somebody eats it reports it, that end, ends up into our lexicon. We we know, you know, there are reports of this being edible. Then we can go in and, and look at it and test it and see whether or not it has specific sets of compounds. But, uh, you know, as I said, we would only know yeah. whether those specific compounds were there and not any others that we hadn't tested for. So there's no real good way to do it other than understanding what species it is and having literature on it. Mm-hmm. Now, well over half, if not more like 80% of the uh, mushrooms that we know about, we have no information about their edibility. So every time I describe a new species of mushroom, people ask me, well, can I eat it?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, I glibly say, sure, you can eat any mushroom at least once. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. the answer for most of it is, is I don't know whether you can eat it. This is a new species. I'm not going to eat it. I'm going to keep it as a voucher specimen so we can study yeah. that we found <laughs> a lot more of it. I yeah. will say that I did find a new species of chanterelle in, uh, in the Colombian Andes, and I ate most of the type collection and mm-hmm. served it to about 30 people in the hotel. But I was smart enough to keep a voucher specimen. And when I brought it back, I gave it to my mentor Ron Peterson, and he described it as a new species, uh, Cantoros wow. columbiana. So, so, and we could report, yes, it's a good edible. You're still here <laughs> to report on it, right? So, that's it. <laughs> we had the yeah, exactly. report wow. on it exactly. Yeah. So, wow. so, to you know, to answer your question, no, there is no good way. Mm-hmm. What we have mm-hmm. to do, anybody that wants to go out and collect wild mushrooms for the table needs to learn how to identify them accurately and there are a number of good books out there, there are a number mm-hmm. of field guides from the east coast there are a few from the west coast here as well excellent mm-hmm. with, with good uh, photographs good literature and and usually pretty good introductions which tell you how to do it okay uh, here in the san francisco bay area there are five amateur mushroom clubs okay. that have monthly meetings that often have weekend forays during the mushroom season with thousands of uh, of mycologists uh, uh-huh. mushroom enthusiasts that go out and a number of workshops are held all the time teaching you how to identify the mushroom so it takes so you know my suggestion is get together with uh, uh mm-hmm. somewhere in your community with somebody who knows a lot about mushrooms yeah. buy some of the better field guides out there and learn how to do it if you want to collect them don't just go out and pick any mushroom and eat yeah. it it's not a good thing to do
0: yeah it sounds like it um is it easy to make a mistake? Like you think you're getting something good, but actually you're you you slightly
1: misidentify.
0: <laughs> yeah. What yeah. you
1: need to do is train your observational powers. Mm-hmm. So you you cannot imagine how many emails I get with a photograph of this little time the top of a white mushroom in the lawn, and the people mm-hmm. send them ask me, can I eat that? I got a lot of these in my lawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they say, and I asked them, well, describe it. Or if they don't send me a photograph, they go, well, it's a little, it's got a little white mushroom. You know, the cap is white. I look at it. and No, it's not white. It's kind of <laughs> off white. It's a cream color. And it has little brown scales in the center of it, totally uh-huh. different from a pure white mushroom. Yeah, right. They haven't turned it over so you can't see all the important characters, etc. So mm-hmm. if you learn what characters to look at and you have mm-hmm. a, a good observational skills, yeah you can, it's easy enough to tell the the edible mushrooms from the look-alike mushrooms mm-hmm. but you have to know what to look for and that's why you need to you train yourself to right 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 to look for the right ones yeah
0: we hope you enjoyed this episode featuring our conversation with dr dennis dejardin be sure to look out for our next episode coming out soon where we will continue this conversation until then be sure to get some healthy mushrooms into your diet Also, please take a moment to like or subscribe to our channel and drop us any comments. Your feedback is most
1: welcome. Thanks for listening.